Hello again and welcome into the Time Vortex for the fifth episode of Doctor Who Under Review. I am the Tom Lord Victorious and my companion for the show today is none other than my Dalek secondary host himself, Callum. Hi. Five stories in. How are you enjoying it so far? Oh, it's a bit of a slog, I'll be honest. It's a bit of a drag sometimes. I have to say, once you get past that Dalek episode, a lot of the excitement... (laughs) especially when you know you get past the Dalek one and you got the TARDIS based one which isn't so bad but it's still a bit like blah and then after that you're like oh this one's missing and I feel like that missing one is essential to keeping your interest I think that is the problem yeah uh it's a hard one uh this series for me for sure but I've been hearing it does improve like the show does improve obviously as it goes into the second and third season so let's hope so I am now going to do what I always do. Do you remember this episode very well? There's a lot to take in with this one. There is a lot going on. Yeah, I remember quite um, a bit of it, to be fair. It's, it's a, yeah, they're all very distinct and very different parts. Like They feel like very different episodes until like they, the end when they sort of tie up. which is. I know what happened in this series. Yeah, that's, that's good then. Okay, so I am now going to read, just for those of you that don't know, what happens in The Keys of Marinus. Um, obviously... We're coming off the back of an episode that we haven't seen, which doesn't help, I don't think. But I did notice there was quite a change in tone. Um, felt like the show has sort of grown up a little bit, and I'll touch on that again after this. So the plot is the first Doctor, in case you didn't know. His granddaughter, the lovely Susan, and her teachers, Ian and Barbara... Are, I added that in, by the way, the lovely bit. Uh, Ian and Barbara arrive on a small island on the planet Marinus, where they meet Arbitan, keeper of the conscious of Marinus. A vast computer developed as a justice machine that kept law and order across the entire planet. Arbatan explains that the society of Marinus is in danger as the Vord, humanoid creatures protected by amphibian-like black rubber wetsuits, are seeking to enter the tower to take control of the consciousness. They prevent this... To prevent this, the conscience... Uh, the con- the conscience... I keep pronouncing that wrong. The conscience requires five keys and Arbatan coincers the doctor and his friends to gather them by placing a conscience it is conscience i thought it was but i feel like that didn't sound didn't sound yeah. doctor Huey. that didn't sound doctor Huey enough okay the nesting consciousness that's Come what on, i thought exactly Huey. yeah but this is conscious on its own i was like that's that's <laughs> not a, that's not a verb that's not, okay <clears throat> to prevent this the conscious requires five keys and arbatan coerces the doctor it's going really well today coerces the doctor and his friends to gather them by placing a force field around the TARDIS as they teleport into the city of Morphoton Arbatan is stabbed to death by a Vord that has gained access to the tower in Morphoton the crew are impressed by the luxuries of the city however Barbara soon realises that they have been hypnotised and that uh, Morphoton is actually a place of dirt and squalor the creatures who govern Morphoton order Barbara's death but Barbara escapes and hides in the city, where she makes contact with the slave girl, Sabbath, uh, Sabatha, that's the one, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember Sabatha, who has been blamed for Barbara's awakening and sentenced to death. Barbara notices one of the keys around her neck. They escape and destroy the creatures, freeing the subjects of the city. Another slave, Altos, remembers that he was also sent by Arbatan, and he and Sab... Uh, I hate this word name. <laughs> Sabatha joined the TARDIS and his crew on their request. On their quest. While the Doctor continues to the city of Millennius, the others search in a dangerous screaming jungle. 
After triggering a trap, Barbara is lost to an ancient temple in the jungle, while Ian remains at the temple to search for the key. Sabatha and Susan continue to the next location. Ian finds Barbara in the temple, where they discover an aged scientist, Dirus, who reveals the location of the next key before dying. Ian and Barbara retrieve the key and teleport to an icy wasteland. They meet the diplicious, I don't know what that word is, but they're a trapper called v- uh, Vazor. Is that his name? Vazor? Vazor? I want to say Vazor. Yeah. Vazor, sure. Who's, the rapey dude. Yeah, yeah. Who steals their keys. Ian and Altos confront Vazor and force him to take them to the ice caves where they find Sabatha and Susan with mechanised iced soldiers and discover the next key frozen in a block of ice. As they flee, Vazor takes Susan hostage. Oh no, he did better not. But an ice soldier kills him and the group escapes. <sighs> At the next location, Ian accused of the murder of Eprin a friend of Altos, at Ian's trial, the doctor returns and postpones the trial while he gathers evidence. Susan is kidnapped as a hostage to persuade the doctor to stop investigating. The kidnapper has pursued the judges to find Ian guilty. Persuaded, by God. The kidnapper has persuaded the judges to find Ian guilty. However, Susan is found bound and gagged and the plot is uncovered. The doctor finds the final key hidden under the murder wep- hidden in the murder weapon and Ian is freed. The travellers return to Arbatan's island, where Altos and Sabatha have been held prisoner by Yartek, Arbatan's killer, and the four keys have been seized. The Doctor frees Altos and Sabatha and unmasks Ford. Ian gives Yartek a false key found in the screaming jungle. When Yartek places the key in the conscience, the machine explodes and he is killed along with the occupying Vord. The Doctor, Susan, Ian and Barbara flee to the tower with Altos and Sabatha before the growing blaze overtakes the ancient structure. Whoever wrote that shouldn't should hand in their writer's badge. That is awful. That, that synopsis, but yeah. Um, they should be doing this podcast. Yeah, pretty much. My gosh. So, there is... There's a lot to unpack there. Um, it's almost like loads of different mm-hmm. stories, and I'm going to say right off the bat, I do feel like this epi- these episodes could have been... like They go to, what, four or five locations to get these keys? I think yeah. they could have easily made that three, and it would have been just as good. Um, yeah, how did, how did you find this episode, this story even? Uh, it was very long-winded, and it kept going places. Like, until you mentioned it, I completely forgot there was a court case. Oh, see, that was one of the main bits I, I did remember. Forgot. Between us, we remembered it then. So. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right, then. But no, it's a very long-winded story. And I was just like, okay, where are we going? Where is this? Because the guy who's asked for the keys originally isn't even alive anymore. So there's no yeah. point. I was just like, okay, but where are we going with this? I feel like if but that yeah, was it's, now, it's they would have shown... That, if you couldn't tell. They would have shown the guy getting killed like in a middle episode instead of straight away. Mm, I think they should have shown that. first episode, I was just like, oh. Yeah, like I feel like they could have kept that going and then you find out he's been killed and it's like, oh. But, yeah, I mean, I've got quite a few notes on it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it was a bit of a... It was. I feel like the idea was really strong. It could have been executed a little bit better, though. Um, so, first thing that annoyed me, <laughs> which is always a good start, they, uh, they check for radiation start. again. And it's cute, you know, they did that in the early yeah. ones, and you know, but I was also thought, hang on. Again, this goes back to my point in the second one. How long does that drug last? Because surely if the four of you have this radiation drug, that means nothing. Like, the radiation means nothing now. 
But sure, I mean, I should really, I should get over it, shouldn't I, really? I know, I know, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. Yeah, but, move on. Yeah, but some time has clearly passed in between these episodes. And in the missing episodes, mm. obviously, there's been a bit of a growth spurt for the series, as I mentioned before, because the show has gained quite a lot of confidence since The Edge of Destruction. Like, there's a new confidence to it, I think, and a certain vibrance that wasn't there before. And the early there was a nice early lesson a science lesson from the doctor in this one about how sand turns into glass and all that um mm-hmm. i thought that was very uh you know get get the lesson out of the way early i thought so i thought you know uh and then again and it's probably because we haven't seen the whole of marco polo but straight away they find pr- footprints we never will. they find footprints on the cliff at the cliffhanger like of the missing story was the footprints in the snow and now they've found footprints in the sand and i'm like this is really noticeable when you go straight into it like this, that they just use the same plot device. But yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And you, you notice also, and it's really noticeable in this one. I know they did it a bit in the Dalek one as well, but it was done better, I think, in those ones. The uh, illusion corridor paintings, to make the corridors look bigger by painting the rest of the corridor down, you know, with the illusion. That, mm. it felt like that trick has got past everybody up until now, but I feel like it's been overused at this point. Uh, but as I say, spoilers for us coming up next there's more of that to come did you notice there's yeah. one bit and i c- can't remember the context sorry to carry on I'm, I'm racing ahead here um i was just saying yeah carry on okay did you notice there was one bit where like they did an, a special effect and it was an action figure literally being thrown into a bucket of water <laughs> I, okay I, it wasn't an action figure I found this out because I googled this because oh, I was okay. curious. Yeah, it was, was like, a cardboard what? cutout. Oh, it wasn't even an action figure. <laughs> so it's two D. Wow. Okay. No, it was just a cardboard cutout that they threw down a pipe, basically. I mean, you know, whoever came up with that idea thought this is amazing. Like, this is going to trick everyone. This is going to be such a timeless effect. Like, this is great. Obviously, this is pre-Star Wars. Clash as well. of the Titans. So yeah, they're like, this is going to be great. No, no, no one's going to see this coming. But I just, and then and they had that really like really bad over at the top ah over it as well <laughs> like yeah and then we're introduced to the no. Vord and I love their helmets yeah the first time we've actually seen a helmet in Doctor Who that um very very good um to our knowledge uh, in this series I believe they 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 could bring those back I think the Vord could come back I'd like they to could. I, I, this is quite a common theme you're going to notice with me throughout this series. I'm kind of looking at this and thinking, they could bring these monsters back. They could bring this character back. I feel like there's a lot they should bring back. And I know you shouldn't just rely on the old things, but I feel like Doctor Who needs that right now. And also as someone who's a script, got a dream of being a screenwriter so he can write Doctor Who one day, I think it's good that I am watching these and making those notes because it'll be good to one day look back and go, that one. So yeah, it's, um, you know, if I ever get to that place in my career, not saying it's possible, but if it is, It'd be nice to look back and go, oh, the Vord, let's bring those back, you know. I think, obviously, you'd need to update the voice of them, because most of these voices are all the same for the villains in this in this series so far. It's like just that. a middle-aged man. A middle-aged British man, sometimes a little bit camp, you know. That's kind yeah. of the that's kind of the, 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 the options that's they go for, but yeah. But uh, the bulk of this story is essentially, it's a fetch quest. It's like a video game or Dungeons & Dragons. It's essentially a quest to get these items set in space. Quantum Leap as well, very Quantum Leap, this. Um, every, you know, everywhere they that everywhere they go, the you know they they get it's. I don't know what I'm saying, <laughs> but yeah, Quantum Leap was a big part of this series, uh, of this series of stories, and everywhere they go, they're only going because they were blackmailed by Arbitan, 
And I think that, for me, is mm-hmm. what made it a little bit annoying as well. They were blackmailed because, oh, you can't get into the TARDIS because there's a force field around it. A force field which, in recent years, the Doctor's added himself. If you look at the parting of the ways, when the Daleks shoot it and there's a force field around it, it's like, oh, he's obviously taken that on board and, like, that's a good idea, I'm going to make one of them. So that's quite strange, like, that they someone managed to do that to the TARDIS. Like, that would never happen in a new episode. Uh, talking of the TARDIS, something that I noticed mm-hmm. or I thought was quite funny was that Vord tried to open the TARDIS like a safe. He was turning, yeah. like, the key. Well, I was like, what is happening? I was like, that's not how it works. <laughs> Just a yeah, bit weird. Well, the, the lock of the TARDIS, the yeah. lock of the TARDIS, I think I talk about this in a later episode, I know is what... a very annoying thing in this season. Mm, I know where you're going because um, I remember this yeah. bit and getting annoyed by it as well. <laughs> yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in mm. a later episode. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's also a moment when the the companions are running to get back to the TARDIS, and the Doctor's hobbling behind them, and it seems strange because in modern Doctor Who, like you look at David Tennant, he just darts down like he would run ahead of everyone, wouldn't he? Like, and now back in the day, he was like hobbling behind, and I was waiting for him. It's quite a quite a contrast. Um, but you know, have to say as well, I, I I had a feeling you knew I was going to say this, Susan, in a little oh. sweater vest. Cutest That's thing sorry. I've ever seen. Honestly, cutest thing I've ever seen, right? The effect, honestly, like, her in that little sweater vest was great. The effects of the uh, the Vord popping in, uh, not the Vord, sorry, the, the crew when they have their little wrists on and they pop in and out, very, really good, actually. Really good, like, special effects for its time. That, I thought that was done very well. I do well. have a note about Obviously the wrist now. things, conveniently, because oh, I'm on. glad you brought that up. They're just basic Vortex manipulators. So I wonder if that's where they got the now, idea I, from. I think I literally have the same note. I have nice. the same note, literally. Uh, where is it? Uh, uh, we'll get to it. I'm gonna put a, I'll, I'll come back to that myself. Yeah, it's very... It is essentially, yeah, the Vortex Manipulator, but with less, like, fancy... I, I did wonder... At first I got excited, like, is that what they... If they called them that, and then that became, like, what Captain Jack has later on, I'd have been like, that would have been some really good deep dive in from Russell T. Davis back in the day. But... I suppose they've replaced those with this instead, so it's kind of, um, it's kind of made its way around, and it's like a modern take on it. But yeah, yeah, I had that exact same thought. I was like, oh, a wrist of, but also, when Captain Jack did it, Doctor Who's like, oh, he's, I've got a sports car and he's got a space hopper, and then when he does it in this one, he's like, oh, this is great, look at this. He's I'm like, so what's excited. happened to you? He's so because it's new, it's new to him. <laughs> yeah, but then he get, oh, maybe this is why. Maybe this experience of this has scarred him to the point he's like, oh no, I don't never do that again. Yeah. Like, I'm not going anywhere about you know my my box to get me back. Radiation so it's got easier to brain. lose. Yeah, probably. No, because he's he's immune. He's up the vaccine. Uh, um, when they go to the end of that first episode, and then like in front of that weird garage door, and it opens, and then you see Barbara's a queen. Mm-hmm. I'm like. What is going on? Like, I'm so confused by that. And, like, they give Susan a dress. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's moving in on my girl, trying to get her a dress. I was like, she, all she wanted was a nice dress. And he they're not giving rags. it to her. He gives um, some rags in the end. Yeah. I know. I was like, that's, I was like, oh, mate, you just dwindled your chances there. But, yeah. Um, and then you find out, like, the doctor wants this lab and it's this hallucination and they go into it and it's a shithole. And that was a very good way of doing it where they didn't have to see the lab because we'd already established that. So it was like... That was quite funny, to be fair. It was very clever. Picks like a dirty cup. Yeah, and he's like, oh, look at this instrument. I'm like, no. <laughs> but it's a weird because nowadays that wouldn't fool the doctor. He'd be like, oh, no, I don't, I don't trust this. But Man literally this has psychic paper who... that tricks other people. Yeah. 
Exactly, but now he's the one being forward. It's weird. It's, it's weird how, like, as time goes by, obviously this is how it was. But then you find out that this first world they go to is essentially run by brain slugs in a jar. Mm. And again, I know I said it about the Vord as well. I want to see them come back as well. I think that would be quite an interesting thing to do in modern Doctor Who. I did they write about... They in a way as well. Because they get tricked because they have that stone on their head, don't they? That's how they get tricked. Yeah. Right, uh, so, so Barbara only broke the curse because she moved her head when she was sleeping. That was enough for her to survive. Because <laughs> it slipped off her head. That's a great. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, again, nothing's as good as those monsters, though. Like, mm. like, like, the old ones are the best. Like, you could do a modern spin on a lot of these things, and that'd be the same. And all we get now is the Daleks and the Cybermen over and over again. But there and are the more. Master. There's more of a. Yeah, and there's more. There's more in that tank that they haven't even tapped into yet. And when the, sh- the show's getting diminishing returns right now, why wouldn't you just be like, you know what, let's bring something really classic and out there back. They did it with the Zygons and it worked. So that shows they can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but they... And I like how they say their brains outgrew their bodies. And I'm like, can other body parts do that? No, no Tom, not, not in that you know, way. Don't, don't be no, thinking... No, not that <laughs> one. Not that one. Not that one. No, no, no. <laughs> I was thinking more... The face of Bo, actually. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, and I was, you know, <laughs> I, was, I was, I was keeping it, keeping it PC. Don't worry. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, imagine that they just walk in there and there's just dicks in a jar. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. That That's been... probably a prop at some point in Doctor Who. <laughs> there, there's probably a, there's probably a parody of that somewhere. Mm. Um, yeah. But I have to say, I love the way, like, the show, like, even between like the stories how it just runs into itself every week like there is no break and that's something that they do sometimes now but they sort of give moments in i'm sure big finish hate this but there's like for the first doctor it's really hard to fit in other stories Mm -hmm. that's why like when they brought him back in the new ones they had to do it between like a certain point when he went you know before his regeneration because he disappeared that was the only time they could fit that in because otherwise there was no break for him to be off somewhere else Mm -hmm. and i hope I hope there isn't too many of these. Like sometimes they put in false cliffhangers, which really annoy me. And I hope there isn't too many of them, because it's really frustrating when you're binging it particularly, and it serves its purpose and keeping you excited for next week. But for us, there isn't a next week. It's like straight away. Mm. So like that bit where Susan's in the forest and she's screaming, and then next week it's like, oh, it's gone. I was like, that was such a cop out. Yeah. Like you, you could have built to that in a much more fluid way, but you wanted a cliffhanger. Um, but yeah, I have to say. Arbitan, from what we hear from these people, like from Sabbatha and people, bit of a bastard. Mm. Like, seriously. Like, everything you hear about him, it's just like, mm, I don't like you. Don't like you at all. But yeah, they, they, they go... They get over stuff really quickly as well. Like Barbara, for example, right? She was queen not so long ago. And now she's fighting trees in a forest, like Little Shop of Horrors trees, you know? Mm-hmm. And the trees are coming alive. And it's like... There seems to be no repercussions of anything for her. Like, as soon as it's over, she's like, I'm over it. Like, there's no emotional baggage, you know? No. And I feel like that's something that new Who does quite well. But old, like, old Who should have taken a leaf out of, like, should have should have done that. It should have been a bit more in the characters' heads a bit more. Yeah, yeah. I've also written here, does, does anyone in this show have peripheral vision? Because it doesn't seem like it. Did they exist in this? Because literally someone would be like, within their eye line and they'll be just they pretend they're not there and they'll just be shouting what they're talking about and i'm like i i, I know it's plot wise but at least hide the person more clearly <laughs> i think it's before they'd mastered the way to effectively tell that cinematography wise without Maybe. you know 
There, there was no. That's also easier because I can do it all in one take and stuff. It's very, it's very theatre. This Doctor Who, actually. yeah, true. It's very stage play Doctor Who is because it is done on a soundstage, obviously. So I can see why, but I just feel like it could have been. It, it could, have, you know, if they'd started doing what they do now. Easy to say in hindsight, but it could have been better. Um, yeah, I think there's also a bit where. Um, you know, the, the, Ian does a little lesson as well. Ian gets to, the substitute teacher gets to step in Fine. and he does a little lesson on chemical formulas and he's like, DE302 and all that. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was again very on the nose, like, we're going to be educational again. Lesson of the week, yay. But it's also um, very much using yeah. his skill set, which I was like, oh, I appreciate the writers for remembering that he is a science teacher. Like, of course, he would know yeah, that. Yeah, that is good, to be fair. Like, how often do they do that in New Who now? Like, you've got a companion who's a uh, policewoman. Yeah, I was, about to, I was literally just um, about to... She takes evidence in the latest episode, only to get told what it is. Yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, as a policewoman, surely she could have been... In, like, we're talking about a different episode, but, like, yeah. when she interrogates the Trump guy, you mm-hmm. know, Jack Russell, whatever his name is, they could have easily... She could have used her police authority instead of just going up to him and be like, Oh, you remember me? Like, I like how... So, yeah. Very More strange. on that later. A uh, very long, long while down the road. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in about <laughs> 240 episodes away. Yeah, yeah. Um, no time. No, 290. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so, anyway, something else that I'm missing, and I think these episodes would really benefit from and make it easier to watch. There's no... Because I actually watched this story. I watched a couple of them, then I had to go away and do something else and came back to it. They need uh, previously on Doctor Who at the start. Yeah. I think particularly if you're watching it weekly, I think you'd have no idea. Like, this long... For episode, you know, in the sixties, maybe it wasn't that bad because they didn't have so much going on in their lives. But like, and it doesn't affect the story so much. But like, twenty twenty one viewers are finding it really hard to retain this information because we're being told it in a way that's very it's a different format in a way, and it's a bit difficult. And I can see why it changed. And now we do do that. And that's obviously maybe it wasn't part of the television landscape back then as it is now. Because mm-hmm. also you realise they don't edit. It's not edited. Like, they don't go, oh, we'll just put the end. Like, when they do the cliffhangers, they don't put the exact shot in. They refilm it. Yeah, I every noticed time. that, yeah. So, and it's like, they really don't, um, they don't obviously have the capability because it's all done on film reel. They don't have the capability of just cutting a bit out and putting it in and keeping it to preserve it. So, that's very, very telling and again, of its time. Mm. Uh, this uh, visor guy, the, the rapist Hagrid guy. Yeah. Um, he's really scary. Like off the off from the get go, I'm like, I don't trust you. It's the first time we've and, seen that kind of thing happen in Doctor Who. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I can't recall anything yeah, about well, it's New Who. Says, it's when he says people don't like me or something. I thought probably for a good reason. You're a scary <laughs> I, feel like, looking I feel like there's a reason. There's a reason people don't like you. Uh, also, I mean, we haven't seen Marco Polo, but they're back in ice again. Yeah, and you know, and also again. Susan was queen like an hour ago and now she's having breakfast with Hagrid. Like she must be like, as soon as we get back in that time machine, I'm going home, you know? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, I would, I'd be like, I'm so done with this crap. Um, I must say one highlight for me and uh, it is a Susan moment. Uh, it was great to have Susan and Sabafa in that ice cave for a bit. I want to see a spin off of that. I think that would be great. Like a little... <laughs> Susan and Sabbath uh spin off. I'd be I'd be all for that. You're too um, obsessed. <laughs> I am, but it's, the thing is I think Sabbath and Sabbath would be a great companion for Susan as well. Honestly, if I was working on the show, I'd be pitching that. Um uh also at one point they have like the Viking men in the ice. Or mm-hmm. should I say the ice warriors? 
What? They were um, knights, weren't That's a good they? idea for a monster. Were they knights? Yeah, but it was like warriors, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but knights are warriors, aren't they? It's mm. sort of like, I feel like someone watched that and was like, warriors in the ice. That'd make a good monster. Yeah, just called them um, the ice warriors. It wasn't that... <laughs> yeah. That would be, that'd be amazing. We should do that. Uh, we should do that later. We'll put mm. a pin in that. Maybe not for a little while. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, William Hartnell disappears for a couple of episodes. Yes. And I wondered if it was more for the reason that he got ill or something. Okay. Or like, you know, so a lot of... So you'll notice it quite a bit in some episodes where there'll be, say, Barbara will appear in the first two minutes and then she won't be in the rest of the episode. It's because yeah. the actors are taking a holiday during the set and the filming. So they're going on holiday okay. and having like a week off. That's why. Because <laughs> I thought it was weird as well. Okay. So the, the actors are just going on holiday. Yeah, I and suppose. And then they'll come back. I mean, this this season ran for like 50 weeks or something stupid. So, yeah, so it's I can see why. they like with, with Modern Who, they can schedule it in because it's only 13 episodes. But I suppose they're constantly doing it. They need to take holiday. That would mm-hmm. that would make sense, I suppose. So the doctor was literally mm-hmm. off on holiday when he did. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, but then he came back. He came back just in time to be Ali McDoctor when he is set to be executed <laughs> and to be his lawyer. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. I was like, I did not think that's where this was going at all. It was a, it was a very um, different tone shift for the show. I'll put it that way. Yeah, but I have to say, I kind of, I was all there. I was all in for it. I was there for I it. Dug I, it. I, I yeah. really like. I, I want to see more Doctor Lawyer stuff. I think that works really well. I put the doctor as defending Ian, but doesn't even remember his name. I mean, that's that is a classic lawyer, to be fair. Like, so he's defend, yeah, he's defending. Him. Doesn't even remember his name. He's just like, oh yeah, Chesterfield. I was like, yeah, no, that's, that's, <laughs> no, that's not his name. Uh, but again, whatever. But I, uh, I really like. Well, I don't like. I hate actually. <laughs> I hate Susan got kidnapped. Susan uh-huh. got kidnapped. I, oh, I was baying for blood. Sake. I was like, kill. I Good. hope this guy dies. <laughs> He does not deserve that. Kill Susan. No, do not kill Susan. Susan is the heart of this show. We more kill Susan. Give Susan. Send her off to have her own spin-off, and I'll watch that one. Um, I also mentioned the doctor gave another person drugs. <laughs> he gave the wife drugs to calm down. He's got obsession. At this point, the doctor is just like the intergalactic dealer. No wonder the Jadoon was after her. That's what they were after for. He's like, the pharmacist. Countless, countless drug drug hoarding yeah good one <laughs> it's funny because they had that episode didn't they with uh oh, with God. uh blink not blink sorry bliss was the drug and they and it was like that's what wiped through new you know basically coronavirus new earth um and like the whole the whole mm. like the universe like was going through that like, because they were dealing in like moods and that was they they were really tiptoeing around saying drugs and in this it's just like have some drugs drugs the doctor's got drugs so they're obviously really trying to distance themselves from that do you remember the character Aiden in this? Because she talked about him at one point. I think Sabbath or someone talked about him, and he sounded like he just sounded like a twat. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. Oh, that's most people in but this what, show. Just like, oh, like what I don't twat. understand: when Susan got kidnapped, why didn't she just quantum leap out? She was tied to a chair. She could reach her wrist. She could have just leaped to the next place mm-hmm. and be done with it. My logic. So. Susan will scream over literally nothing, yeah. but she's been kidnapped and been told she's going to get killed, but she doesn't scream at all. She's, like, dead silent. It's because she's... Uh, oh, that's the one time you would be that's screaming. That's the one thing that she's, like, she's got underneath it all. She's actually quite a brave soul, that's why. Um, I'm a, I'm oh, a Susan defender, up. what can I say? Fuck I'm off. a Susan defender. I'm going to say that, right? Um, 
Oops, you're a serial offender. But yeah, I like the last. Uh, when when they the last bit was very intense. Last few minutes when they came back and you know the Vord had taken over, and it was like, it looked as mm-hmm. if Ian and Susan were buying into the Vord being under that robe at one point with the corns on it, and I was like, what are you doing? I did write something on that. I was like, what? I was like, I wrote, why Arbitan? What big horns you have? I was like, have? have you seen Red Riding Hood? <laughs> this is classic. They must know. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, lit- literally what I wrote. I literally wrote a re- Red Riding Hood yeah. reference. That's literally and what I wrote. And the shape of his head was like, that was not the shape of the man's what head. What big horns you have? And I was like, I, I was about to rage quit. And then they. Yeah, you know what a human. And then they tell the doctor that they knew and they worked out and it was all kind of like their thing. Like, okay, they knew. Okay. I can I can live with that. I must have missed where they set that up, or maybe they didn't. If you didn't get it either, but yeah, I was like, okay, fair enough. Mm. I let it pass, but that was so annoying as it was happening. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, he looks. You can tell that's not him. I was generally. So I did... that's a, a a negative for the writers that they've written them that stupid that you think they would believe. Yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. Like it was it was actually part of the it's thing. Was like they believed, but they, they needed to show that in a way. I think to get to get that kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe they mm. wanted us to be annoyed, but yeah. Uh, there was a goodbye, they said goodbye to Sabatha, and there was like no lesson from the Doctor at the very end. Obviously, I had the one at the start, and Ian had one in the middle, but there, no. I was expecting him to stop and look down the camera Actually, and say... there was a lesson. Oh, there was? Mm, the Doctor killed a Vord with a cane. <laughs> that means he's a hero. That's true. <laughs> he committed a the murder. The lesson, folks, is if someone's really getting on your nerves and pissing you off, beat him up with a cane, it's fine. The Doctor does it, he's a hero. Also, is this the, the first... Is this the first time we see his cane? I've seen. I think we've seen it before. It's, it's been about. It might have been the first. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I. I just. Because I just remember not seeing a cane in the previous. I mean, episodes. maybe. Like just, maybe he acquired it in Marco Polo. Sort of also, we need to talk about Ian's dress sense again. Oh yeah. Because mm. Ian just pops up in this. Yeah, one. Oh yeah. We didn't mention. He, Ian. he just pops up wearing his stupid samurai robe, and I'm like. What the hell happened? Yeah, this episode looks like it happened? had everything in it because it went from the ice footprint to him in a samurai robe. What happened in that story? <laughs> like, there's so many things. Like, I want to know how that came to be, but alas, until, you know, we, obviously last week we looked into the story, but it's in terms of what we've seen, we'll never know. So, yeah. But the episode yeah. Uh, ended with the tiny TARDIS model as it was shot clearly in, like, you know, detail. Yeah, is that this is the first time we've seen the TARDIS appear and disappear? Uh, surely, like the actual physical thing. Like we've seen the inside when it's disappeared. Yeah, it might have been actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the model turning up at the start might be the first time. Quite possibly, it I just thought it was silly. I, I know. I was like, oh wow, they've got a real budget increase. They started using the carpal cutout of the TARDIS instead of the whole thing during Marco Polo, and that's in this one yeah. a little bit as well. Okay. But yeah, they they obviously. Start, they were like, oh, let's show it from the outside. They obviously worked that out at this point. They were still working out how they wanted to do that uh, when they did the other ones, obviously. But yeah, that was good. It was, it was a bit weird. It was not detailed enough to pull it off, in my opinion, and the proportion was a bit off. But, you know, for a first go, I suppose I'll accept mm. it. But yeah, and the episode it had a yeah. good end and a great start, but I felt it was a bit too long in the middle. And the middle felt like three stories that were not as good as the, mm. some of their parts overall. Um but yeah, that's that's my take on it. Uh, have you got any more to say? Because I've, I've talked for ages on this. What did uh, what did you think of the episode? What more notes have um, you got for us? Uh, the best part was just the courtroom. That seemed like the most interesting part. Yeah, as I say, in my doctor, opinion, lawyer, doctor. I want to see more of that. Yeah, Phoenix, right? 
Yeah, well, there we are then. So no, that's I. I don't have anything else to add no, on I it. Say it's... Bring the Vord back. That's yeah, about it, yeah. Really. Bring the Vord back. I'd say the Vord over the brains in the jar, but maybe you could time together. Maybe they're working together now after all this. You know, that could be. You could put, you, the Vord could be controlled by the things <laughs> in the jar in the next in the next time they pop up. You know, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, that's just uh, that's an idea for another time. But yeah, uh, <laughs> so yeah, with that, that was episode five. The Keys of Marinus, the most complicated names ever. Most They just threw so many characters at this one as well. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, another character. Um, but alas, it is what it is. That was the story. Um, it was actually written to replace a different script, this one. Uh, it was meant to be called The Hidden Planet, uh, which was deemed problematic and required rewrites. Okay. So the team approached Terry Nation to write this after the Daleks one. Um, yeah. So that's 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 that for you. Okay, that's... Uh, wonder if we'll ever find out what the hidden planet was about. Um, I'm, I'm, maybe it comes up later, who knows, but... This is where you go, yeah, we do, actually. But apparently, Caroline okay. Ann Ford, who plays uh, the lovely Susan in the show, she felt that she was written to be like a yeah, child. Of course and she didn't, know that. She didn't like the way that she was written in this episode at all. She described her character as pathetic. Because she is a child. No, well, yes, okay. but she's played by a 20-year-old, so, like, it's not like she's actually a child. She's just meant to be 50. I think they should have okay, aged okay. her up a bit. I'm just, just, just to clear that up, she's actually 20-something. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, on that note, uh, the next episode is the Aztecs, which I am struggling to remember so well, so that might be a... might be a, That's going to be a good read, that one, I can tell. Uh, until we get there, uh, that's it from me. You'll catch us the next episode at probably a similar sort of time in the same format on the same channel. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, this has been Doctor Who Under <laughs> You're Review. Rambling. I'm rambling. This has been Doctor Who Under Review. I've been Tom. I've been Callum. And until next time, allons-y. <laughs> Under review.